0: Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and it's such a pleasure to be here and to connect you with some wonderful people all over the globe, and How many of you are awake? And I don't mean just because you woke up and and maybe drinking your morning coffee or if you're, you know, whatever time zone you're in. I'm talking about being fully awake and alive and really ready to experience and to meet each moment with that aliveness. Well, maybe you think you are and maybe you really are, and we're going to find out more about that and more about how you can really wake up, show up, and shine for yourself and for your life. I have a wonderful guest here. I have her book right in front of me, and her name is Kara Bradley. She's the author of On the Verge, and she's a passionate teacher of yoga, meditation, and fitness, Kara is known as the mental strength coach at Verge Yoga Center, where she offers retreats, corporate training sessions, and has worked and works with such sports teams as Villanova University football team and Penn State basketball. In her book, On the Verge, Kara shares her experiences and ways for readers to meet their full potential to shine in every moment. Kara teaches us to thrive and to experience aliveness by shifting beyond our busy minds and into the present moment. Welcome, Kara Bradley. How are you? I am alive. Thank you. <laughs> Great to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, speaking of being alive, you have an incredibly interesting background because you actually did back in college you've done skating and all different kinds of things and and I think that's when you had this aha moment that I'd love you to share with our listening audience that that kind of was was maybe the beginning of this book and and that awareness within your mind can you share that with Mm. us oh I'd love to I was 19 years old
2: I was a college track runner running my last race. I was transferring schools, so I knew it was going to be my last track race. And I was a mediocre runner at best. And so on that day, I did something different. I went off on my own before the race, and I took a slow jog. And in my mind, you know, you have to remember I was 19. I was saying to myself, you know, let's just go out on top. Why don't you just break your personal record? And so I started to repeat to myself, personal best, personal best personal best and this was new I'd never done this before and so I stood on the starting line that day in a different state of mind I remember it vividly because I was really calm I didn't feel like I was going to throw up I had no doubt I just was there I was just there nothing to gain nothing to lose and so the gun went off and I took off and I ran the first lap I don't remember thinking about anything second lap came around because I ran the 800, and I remember having one thought, and that was when I passed our very best mid-distance runner, and I thought to myself, wow, she must be having a really bad day, and I passed <laughs> her, and I came in third place, and my teammates jumped on me, and I had no idea until I looked, and I saw I- I achieved six seconds off my 800, which if you know anything about track is ridiculous. I mean, you don't do that. It's like a hundredths of a second, right? And so in the first moment I thought I did it. Yay. Yay for me. But within the same breath, this feeling of, of overwhelm came over me and I thought, are you kidding me? I had this in me this whole time. I was this strong elite runner And so from that day forward, I looked back at that race and I said, what happened, where did it come from, and how do I do it again in every aspect of my life? Now, one thing that's really important to um, understand here is, to me, this wasn't a peak performance. It wasn't a peak state. It didn't feel altered. It felt very natural. I felt very me very genuinely me. I just felt like I just stood up on that starting line and there I was and I took off. And so for me, that was really what was so intriguing about it because it wasn't something I had like shifted into a special state. I really felt like I fell back into this place of me, natural, normal, ordinary, clear, open state of
1: being. And it set me off on my journey. And there it is. Well, I love it. And you know, you talked about repeating that phrase about personal best. So many people use affirmations, but I don't think it was just the affirmation. I think it was just being more present. So how, so how do you describe that that state? I mean, how do you describe that level of clarity? and being because i think we all have that clara i think that that's what you're teaching cara and that's what yes. what people need to be able to figure out how to access that inner knowing that inner genius or whatever we want to call it that inner state that's not necessarily a state it's who we are um What was so different about that experience in terms of what you did? Because from what you said, it was just repeating that phrase. But my sense is that there was so much more. Yeah, and you're you're spot on. That's
2: exactly, it was the repeating of the phrase. It wasn't what I was saying. But being alone, running on this slow warm-up jog, I start to find this very comfortable pace, this rhythm, my breath starts to match my running, my legs, and this mantra or this phrase, right, mantra just simply means repeating phrase, starts to settle me. The whole thing, that whole warm-up jog I know now, settled me. It settled my busy mind. It settled the doubt, the fear. My nervous system shifted from being frantic and frenzied, and that's how I usually approached my races, to being just settled and stable. And so I approached this race from a clear state of being. And that clarity, mental, physical, emotional clarity, opened the gateways for me to access potential. So potential simply means our our dormant capacities. We all have unbelievable potential as human beings. We're brilliant physical beings. Just so often that gateway is closed, it's veiled, it's blocked by doubt, fear, and all of the conditioning that we carry with us. So on that day, that all opened up. And so it's like I reached in and grabbed my potential, my physical strength, my emotional mental strength. We we do this all the time in, in little, little ways, all the time, every day. It's when we feel alive and awake. It's just that we just don't trust it because we're conditioned to think, 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 do, do, do. And that's really where, where I step in. That's what drives me to teach every day is helping you know, people I think,
1: see it. Right. I think what's important is that that, and again that phrase or that mantra was one one aspect of quieting the mind, and as mm-hmm. you quiet the mind, you know everything as you're talking about everything works in sync with one another, the mind and the emotions and the physicality of the body so so there's so much interconnectedness, and so when you do so when you were doing one like that. And the running, which was the physicality, the physical, it, it just all entered into that experience to bring you to to that place to be able and and you know and I totally teach that and totally are you know, in agreement with what you're talking about. So you ha- have this book, and I love the title, I really do. And and not only is it the title of the book, but it's also the title of your yoga center. How did you come up with this, and, and what does it mean to you, On the Verge? Mm-hmm. I love it, too. So thank you for saying that. It it,
2: it really makes me smile. <laughs> Very um, bright, you know, which, which I'm so happy about, because you don't always get that, you know. Um, so what happened after my race was I became this human potential junkie, right? I wanted to find out, where that state came from, how do I do it again, how do I access it all the time. And so I continued to search all over the place for different practices that would help me access that normal but vibrant state of being. Well, years later, my husband spent some time on the Amazon. And he, when he came back, he, he was telling me very nonchalantly, about this place where they, he and this indigenous community would often stop on the river. They often stopped at this place, this juncture where rivers met, right at that juncture of land where these ecosystems came together. The indigenous communities revered this place as sacred because it's there that nature thrives. There's more diverse amount of species, plant life, wildlife. Things are just more vibrant there. And when he told me that, I, I, my eyes lit up. And then he told me that this place is called the verge. I was like, wait a second, hold on, <laughs> back up. You mean there's a place where nature thrives, where, you know, science has proven this? Like, where is this verge? Is there one here by us? I want to stand on the verge. And so this, <laughs> the verge became this this metaphor for where we thrive, the place where we thrive. And so I named my business 12 years ago, Verge Yoga. But it wasn't until recently when I started to really work on the material for my book that I really started to get into the weeds, so to speak, and to think about, well, where is the verge? Where do we access potential? Where do we feel fully alive? And so what has evolved from my inquiry is that this moment is the verge it's this moment, well you know
1: what i love it and it's and it's perfect because it it speaks to that experience in such a heightened way and those experiences are heightened even that place that you're describing kara that your husband and group were at i mean that place was is from what you've described, this incredibly high-energy place. And at that level of energy, everything was thriving. And you talk about that, too, in your book, about high-definition or high-voltage energy. Now, that's a mm-hmm. place, but how how do people get to that? And I don't want to give everything away in the book because, mm-hmm. people, I want you to read this book on The Verge, wake up, show up, and shine great title great book so how do people start living (laughs) in high definition oh i I love it in
2: in (laughs) high definition high voltage living you know what happens i mean think about it when you're at the beach or you're on a mountain or you're deep into the woods or in any place beautiful place in nature life feels like it's brighter things look more defined the trees are green the sky is blue the air smells fresh you know you feel this just aliveness going through you when you think about nature nature is always present right nature exists in the moment you know the trees aren't thinking about what happened yesterday and boy that was a really bad storm and i can't the trees are right here right now and so when we get into nature, we do access that that energy of presence. That there's presence all around us, and we step in, and we we actually feel more alive. So it was um, Carolyn Mace, who's I'm sure you know many many have heard of this energy intuitive, this incredible teacher. Um, she said that when we're present, it's as if we're being plugged into a transformer of energy. And that that's kind of how I got this uh, this notion of being in high voltage energy when we're in the now, when we're on the verge. We're, we're we're charged. We we get recharged. And so that's the simplest thing we can start to do is to start to notice this moment. Notice when you're sitting and you're eating lunch, pause, notice, be with it. Fully, you feel that charge of energy. You start to feel that aliveness come through you.
1: It's as simple. You idea. know, I think it's important for our listeners to know that it doesn't have to. What you're describing, which is beautiful, you don't have to necessarily be out in nature. That seems to happen, as you've expressed so beautifully, automatically when you're out in the 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 beauty and the energy of trees and flowers and earth and air. However, it's also like you experience it on the field, on the track. And this also is something that that people can experience directly, like you were just saying, when you, you know, be conscious of of what you're doing when you're eating a sandwich or eating your food or whatever. So it can happen anywhere, any place, and any time. Now, you have something in the book that you call verge practices there are tools that people could use which is what i love about this book too because there are practices and strategies so that people you know it's kind of like a, a manual for people to actually kind of wake up and be fully alive and present and be in that place of high definition can you share with our listeners cara one of the uh, verge practices that you think is apropos for, for today for us? Yes, absolutely.
2: And, and what I want to say first is that these practices aren't about being better at anything. The Mm-mm. practices are a way for you to start to recognize moments in your day when you're already present. Start to notice those moments because they're happening for all of us whether it be when you catch the sunrise and you just kind of uh, take a breath or you catch, you, you meet somebody's gaze and you hold that gaze. It could be a complete stranger and you feel this kind of ripple of energy through you. Or, or maybe you're out on a walk or a run and you just feel your body pulsing with energy. These are moments of aliveness. These are moments when you're on the verge. And when you can start to notice them more, this is what happens. You start to trust them. It's like, ah, yes, my life is like it's now, it's not in the worry about my kids' math grade. It's it's actually happening right now. And when you can start to trust that it's in the now that you shine, it's in the now that you feel alive, you're gonna to start to lean into those moments a little more. So the practices, one of them is really simple. It's called stop take five experience. And I, and I offer these practices, by the way, on my free app called On The Verge. They're all guided, audio and video. So Stop Tape 5 experience is, is to pause with, with whatever you're doing, and we can all do that right now. Take five deep breaths. Right? The five deep breaths just allow us to kind of untangle or unclench the fists that we're holding onto energetically. And then just to notice what you're experiencing what you see, what you're hearing, tasting, feeling, touching, smelling. And just starting to notice that we start to tap into our full sensory capacities. Instead of just thinking, thinking, thinking all the time, we start to re-recognize, remember how to live from our bodies as well which I'm sure, Joanne, I mean, this is what you teach, right? You help people to connect with their energies, the the subtle sensations arising constantly. This makes us more intelligent beings. It helps us to access the brilliance that we already have. I mean, this is the whole thing about my book and my teaching. It's you are already the best version of yourself. It's a matter of allowing yourself to experience it right now.
1: You know, I think that's so important because many people, as you know, many people are so out of touch with themselves and, and think that, okay, to do better or be better, I have to kind of perform better or do something that's outside of myself. And what you talk about, not only on the show but also within the book, is about really getting in touch with who you are and the brilliance, that incredible master that's within you, that's kind of just waiting for you to say hello, how are you? You know, mm. like to access it. You talk mm. about shining, and you know, to shine to me is about light, and and again, it's also energy. So, what does it mean? What do you when you when you talk about shining, and it, it's it's really throughout the book, and and it. I always smile when I'm reading about it because it just, you know, even that word has a sense of brilliance to it. What does it mean to you and what does it mean as you're describing it within within the book? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I love the word, too. And thank you for saying that, by the way, because when I was um, working on the subtitle for the book, I have two daughters who are in their early 20s. And when I told them I was going to call it Wake Up, Show Up, and Shine, they're like, really, Mom, you're really going to use Shine? And I'm like, "Yup, I am, and because it does. <laughs> it. You know, it it brings, it's a happy word, you know, no matter who you are, whether you're a guy or a girl or old or young it's a happy word and it does bring up this image of radiance and brilliance so thank you for saying that I think they've kind of grown accustomed to it by now <laughs>
1: they to shine. upset about really? the word shine when they said really <laughs> I know, I know
2: um, but, but to shine means to do whatever it is you're doing to do it From your full potential. Now, that doesn't mean like, you know, putting a deck on your house, you know, in your spare time. I'm not talking about like being these overachievers. It means if you're, when you wake up beyond the busyness, when you wake up beyond the uh, identification you have with thinking, 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 and you start to show up fully right here, right now, in this moment, right on the verge. You shine in with whatever is happening. You could shine and make a beautiful dinner for your family. And shining could mean really pausing to listen to a colleague without judgment. Shining could mean making yourself that cup of tea in the afternoon and pausing and giving yourself five minutes to just stop. Stop. Shining can mean so many things. Shining means listening to what is arising from within, to what nature and life is calling you to do in your surroundings. Because we are brilliant. You know, our dogs know how to do this, our cats know how to do this. We forget because we get entrenched or imprisoned in the busyness of doing and in the overachieving and in the thinking. We have to be. Something else than who we are right now.
1: How do you tell people or encourage people to pay attention to who they are and get to know who they are without without the criticism? Because oftentimes we have so many, and you and you referenced this earlier, Kara, in your you know in in our discussion. But oftentimes our minds or you know, our programming, whatever it is we have doubts or fears, whatever, that keeps us from sort of keeps us hidden from all of that potentiality that you're speaking about. So how do you encourage people or help people get to be comfortable and with who they are and get to know themselves in such a capacity that they can shine, that they can experience this this moment this aliveness this this energy mm, yes
2: yes so get to know and understand the experience of being fully alive of feeling awake and alive it's already happening for you throughout the day when we can start to notice and glimpse these moments of aliveness, We'll start to trust it more. So I ask people all the time, what makes you feel bright? And oftentimes they'll kind of, you know, it's almost like a shock. What makes you feel bright or what makes you feel fully alive? I ask it all the time when I do talks. You know, and people will say, you know, being with my kids or sitting in and looking at the sky in the morning. I mean, it's always the simplest stuff. You know that. It's always, almost always free. You know, sitting in underneath the tree in my backyard or, or pausing to, to, to smell the coffee in the morning. You know, what makes you feel bright you know, eating or a
1: being, really with right.
2: <laughs> being with your pet. Right, being with your pet. because I get in that.
1: For me, it's also dancing and moving. I mean, I get in that that, that state of total joy when. And I'm not right. talking about mo dancing that where you have to follow steps. I'm just talking about you know kind of letting your soul free right. in the movement. Right. Right. And that to me is is almost like a prayer, but it's so uplifting. Yeah, I think that's so important. Why are we so afraid or so skittish, I would think, about doing this? I know. I know.
2: Why? Because it's right in front of our noses. And when we can start to experience our what it's like, like what is the direct experience, meaning, what does your body feel like? How does your heart feel? What does your mind feel like? It's like that moment on the track. I was clear. I was calm. I was open. I was available. I was really felt very, very normal and ordinary, yet I accessed this incredible capacity. So when we can start to recognize ourselves as already these alive, clear, bright beings, we can start to then lean in and cultivate that in the rest of our lives. So for instance, if you know that when you're outside in your backyard swinging on your hammock, you feel this just awesome sense of peace and ease, right? You start to lean into that and notice that, okay? That, there's, there's some clues there. There are clues to how to feel at ease and at peace when you're doing other things. You can access that same level of openness when you're sitting at work. You can. You may like be shaking your head right now saying, "No, I can't," but you can. And if that's when we can start to do that. That's when we start to shine
1: at work. This is, so, these, is these it the possible? Practices. Right. Is it possible to be in that state every day, all the time? Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> our natural state of being. It's our natural. It's underneath this underneath all the static of busyness. When we lay back for a moment and allow ourselves to just be here. Huh, don't you just take a breath? Everyone just goes oh yeah, what a relief. And you know it's amazing. The masters, the sages, ancient this is thousands and thousands of years old. I'm not making this stuff up. People say over and over again, when they allow themselves to rest in their natural state of being, it feels like such a relief. That's kind of a really great clue. And it could be a relief. Like, it it doesn't mean that you're cheery and positive and rah, rah, rah all the time. Because as we know, life throws us punches. We can be in that natural openness in the most tragic times and the saddest of times and still feel that incredible peace and openness
1: I love that state too and i and you're right you know you can bring it into once you you get in touch with yourself that way and and it becomes second nature because that's who we are it can be a part of our our everyday existence now, I'm curious because you work with so many different people and you're working with these sports teams at different colleges and universities. What are you teaching them? Are you working with, with, with this, these practices or is it something else or met yoga, meditation, or is it with this on the verge? And if so, can you share an experience with us about that? Oh, yeah.
2: I love working with the athletes because they're hungry for it. You know, they really are. And they they know at this point, 12 years ago when I first started, they used to call me uh, their secret weapon. You know, a lot of times the coaches didn't want to tell people what they were doing. Now, I mean, all the sports teams are doing it for the most part. But I use yoga as a modality, as a movement discipline to help athletes start to understand how their mind works under pressure. So we use yoga poses As a palette, as a way to create situations of challenge, physical challenge, mental challenge. And so we move through a yoga practice, and I speak to their mind and I ask them to look at themselves. How, what is happening right now? Where are you? And if you are feeling at all uneasy, what is going on? Is it fear? Is it fear that you're not going to be able to hold this pose? Is it doubt? Are you suffocating in doubt? Can you breathe in a way that allows you to step through the fear and through the doubt into that space of the now in this moment where you have access to your strength? And so this is what we do over and over. And we work through movement and I work with them through seated guided practice. And um, who knows? You know, we've had national championships. I work with the Villanova basketball team. They just won the national championship. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Villanova football won the national championship. You know, the teams that I've worked with, the coaches are on board. They get it. They do get it. We are more powerful when we are out of our own way, like I was on the track. When I step beyond all of the junk and the luggage that I carried – and that we carry around, we step right into that potential that's waiting, just waiting there. Let's go take it. Right. Why not?
1: Now, you said you were talking to their minds, yet at the same time they're work they're you know they're in a pose, they're in a posture, and they're breathing, so there's more than just that information that's going in their head. there's a the whole experience that's a part mm-hmm. of getting to that place which i think is important because um again there there's so much of that interconnection yeah what do you think exactly. people need to know um about looking at their fears or their doubts or their programming how do you know somebody can say well i can't quiet my mind because even though you're saying that When I try to be quiet, even when I'm in nature, my brain is going, you know, and and what, what do they need to do? I know, I know, and you know, and breath is, you know, can also be a segue into that. What do you recommend? Mm -hmm. Well, meditation. Meditation
2: is the practice. Of becoming familiar with how your mind operates, and to me, if there's anything that is that we should be doing, is understanding how we operate. Right? We spend billions of dollars, right, understanding how our computer operates, understanding how our car operates, understanding the food that we need to put in our body so our physical body operates smoothly, but we don't give our mind a second of, atten- of attention in our society. It's coming. But to get to know how we operate, what drives us, what are our patterns, what are our habits mentally? This is like the new frontier. And so meditation isn't about stopping thoughts. And it's not about changing the way you think. It's about understanding. And so what we do in a meditation practice is we Get to know our mind. And this is the practice of mindfulness is you start to recognize, there I go in doubt. Okay, I'm going to come back to my breath. Oops, there I go. Now I'm fearing. And you come back to your breath and you start to unpack the maze of thought patterns that close us down and shut us down from living fully, really. And so the the takeaway, for, for those of you listening that have tried meditation and that have, you know, so many of us, I mean, I, it took me years and years to finally get a practice that actually was, you know, I was able to be consistent with. But exactly. for me, the biggie, the biggie was understanding I'm not going to stop my mind from thinking. My mind thinks. In fact, the, in many meditation practices, they consider thinking as the sixth sense thinking is going to continue to occur it's like it's a synapse it's a it's an impulse from your nervous system your nose smells your eyes see your ears hear your mind thinks boom done so it's not about stopping thinking it's about getting to know what you're so busy thinking about and as we know now through science we can change those those patterns those neural pathways so that we're not going to doubt all the time, we're not going to fear, we're not judging all the time. We actually can train ourselves to just be in the present more often. That's that's
1: the prize. There it is. You know, I I love that, and I know it's true because I've done meditation for a long time. And but I also am aware that maybe because I've done meditation for so long and I've looked at, okay, what am I feeling, the fear, and I still do that, Um, I can get to a place where my mind can be quiet so I can hear the thoughts or experience what's going on differently, if that makes sense to you.
2: Mm, Absolutely. You've trained, you know, and many of us and many of the people I teach, it's just... It's You know, we're, we're suffocating for this. We just want it so badly. And so the, the most important thing is just to start. And this is, these are some of the short practices that I offer on my app are really short guided meditations. Start small. I tell people, start small. Stay steady, though. Start small, stay steady, and you'll build from there. Five minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes. Easy, simple. Start small, but do it. Do I Get started because this is—it's a life changer, no doubt.
1: It is. It's it's wonderful. So, this book I think is so important because it again with the exercises and the activities and and the practical ways that people can can make that shift without. Oh my God, this is so. You know, they can like you said, they can do it gradually and and and, and just do it with some consistency. So. Kara, tell people how they can find out more about you, your website, how they can get a hold of this book, On the Verge, Wake Up, Show Up, and Shine. See, how every time mm-hmm. I say and shine, I smile. It just, it's an <laughs> it's automatic <weird>. response. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell my daughters that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, my website
2: is carabradley.net, bradley dot net, and it's cara with C dot net dot com. I've got loads on there. I, I give away a lot. I I really want to make this available to people. There's videos and audios and podcasts and blogs. Um, I've got a YouTube channel, Cara Bradley, and all over social media. And again, the app on the Verge. It's free, on the App Store, and coming any day now for Android. And the books everywhere. I want- um online and in stores
1: good so make sure that you get a copy of on the verge and is there any last message that you have for our list our listeners today
2: Hmm, yeah one of my favorite quotes is that life is not a spectator sport we don't want to sit on the sidelines and let life just fly by We want to be in the game, on the field, on the court. So show up. Show up for every experience, even if it's not totally comfortable or familiar. Show up because this moment is your life. This moment is your life.
1: Wonderful. And you have certainly shown up for so much, not only on the track and the field, but in so many different ways. Kara, thank you so much for being a part of Power Your Life and for your wisdom and insight today.
2: Thank you, Joanne. Thank you all.
1: My pleasure. Bye-bye. Think about what Kara said in terms of showing up for you. It's really about showing up for you. And if you think about it, it's not about being selfish. It's just about having that level of awareness and openness and knowing, too, that you're worth it. I mean, when you show up for you, you show up for For every aspect of your life and that that's a wonderful beautiful experience and of course powering your life you have that ability we've been talking about all of the specialness and all of the brilliance that's within you and you have that power to access those wonderful tools so do so and if you want to find out more about me drjoannwhite.com DR Joanne, J O A N N E W H I T E dot com. And my newest international bestseller that's won many awards is More Heaven, and you can get it on Amazon. Next week, July 13th, we're shifting gears, and I am pleased to have on Eustacia Cutler, who's the mother of Temple Grandin who's been an incredible proponent of autism, and she's going to talk about autism, the cultural flow, past, present, and future. And if you've missed any part of today's Power Your Life show and missed any any part of Cara Bradley's beautiful wisdom, you can go to Blog Talk Radio on my website, and you can listen to the whole show or even parts of it. Remember that your power is incredible, that you have so much ability, so much potentiality. And as Kara so aptly says, what's important is to really begin to show up for it. So show up for your life. Show up today because that's who you really are, your brilliance. Thanks so much for being a part of Power Your Life. You are very, very special, and I honor your brilliance wherever you are. Have a blessed day.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire.